0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, this is Believe in Rams. We are proud to bring you another episode in which Cam and I will be interviewing Andrew Siciliano today. But before we get into that, here's a word from our sponsor, betonline.ag, which is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. That continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, your favorite casino, and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, but Cam... If there are people out there that want to play fantasy football with us, where can they also go to do that?
1: Well, they can start playing fantasy football on Underdog Fantasy today. Users will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use our promo code OTE at sign up. You can click the link in the description to get started today.
0: All right, this is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen, he is Cameron Lynch. And of course, we have a very special guest, He's been doing the Rams preseason since 2011, and he works at the NFL Network. Andrew Ciliano, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, hey, hey Jake, Cam, good to see you, Cam. Love the shirt, man. Go Orange. Go Orange. There you go. We, have, go to, we orange. have to start
1: it off. We have to start it off that way every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, it's, it's a shame we didn't overlap by like, you know, it's only like 15, 18 years apart, man. But, you know. <laughs> would have been fun. no big deal yeah you're
1: OG <laughs> in the game OG in the game so it's nice to always before we hopped on to talk some Syracuse stuff so absolutely it's always good to
2: connect absolutely
0: so Andrew um obviously you're you're in Denver right now getting ready to uh you know cover the Broncos uh game tomorrow and we just wanted to ask you to start this thing off what your takeaways were from a joint practices
2: so I think the big takeaway is the Rams are the better team. Now, what that gets them come the regular season, I, I don't know. And does it speak more to the Rams than, than it does to the Broncos or vice versa? But I think clearly um, the Rams were the better team. I, I think Denver might be in trouble this year. Uh, they I, You throw in the Jerry Judy injury on Thursday as well, which I, I think is going to carry into the regular season. Um, this, this team is is banged up. No Tim Patrick, obviously. He's done for the year with the Achilles a couple of weeks ago. I think the Lions got some issues. They got some pieces, certainly, on defense. And and last year they had a heck of a defense. Um, the defense may have to carry them again this year. Um, I, I think they're in trouble. Um, as for the Rams, uh, Sean, Sean McVeigh I think, made it pretty clear after the practice Thursday that this might have been their best week in camp. Um, and if you put the the two days with the Raiders together last week, I think these four days collectively with these two AFC West teams, they got a lot out of them. Um, there are still some questions, um, you know, how you shuffle the O-line. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I think that's the biggest issue. And, and, you know, obviously some defensive issues as well. Clearly, Aaron Donald is not here. Um, he was disruptive. Uh, Thursday, the second day of joint practice last week at home in Thousand Oaks against the Raiders. He wasn't here to be disruptive, but I don't know that the Rams defense um, took a backseat without him here. And maybe again, that speaks to the Broncos issues, but I think the Rams feel pretty good about themselves after those two days in Dove Valley.
1: Yeah, that's that's really cool to hear, Andrew. And you've been with the Rams for a good amount of time now. I played for the Rams, Jake covers the Rams. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper um when it comes to the ethos of the Rams and that feeling, right? For like the fan that's just watching at home, like what can you tell the fan, like, hey, this is what the these what this is what the Rams are gonna bring to the table. This is what it's gonna look like. Cause I know you're at those practices, you can see, taste, and feel kind of that atmosphere. So we'd love to get a a, a sneak peek into that.
2: Yeah, I don't know, Cam, if this is one of those, like, fire and brimstone, nobody believes in us, everybody doubts us, we're going to shock the world kind of feelings yet. But I can tell you that I think internally, um, despite, despite the young roster, that might have the youngest roster in football, I mean, we'll find out next Tuesday when... When you get to cutdown day, and, and maybe you know waiver wire pickups, whatever. But I, I do think that internally this team feels a lot better about itself than than the rest of the world feels. Um, I go back to the first day or the back together Saturday day. You know, Sean McVay was was on the network with me and MJD on NFL Network, and, and even Sean brought up the six and a half wins thing, which I guess was is is what people are projecting, and he he thinks you know we're better than that, and and I think that internally, it, if 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 they can keep matthew upright if 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 they can find a five that can gel together and that five can stay healthy which clearly it did not last year and that's the one thing that people i think from the outside forget all the pieces up front were in pieces last year that this offense can be okay and more than okay that this offense can actually score that this offense can give teams issues um Obviously, there are questions on the defensive side. How many points are they going to have to score? Can this defense stop the run? Um, There are some huge question marks defensively. But if the offense and the O-line can get back to form, I think this team does think that they can be pretty good. How good? I don't know. But in the running (laughs) for a wild card, you know, give Seattle trouble? certainly give Arizona trouble have a puncher's chance against San Francisco heck yeah
0: I mean us three could give Arizona trouble right down the way it's
2: looking yeah I <laughs> but... mean especially what they've done the last couple of days as well and, and look I know Colt McCoy's got a bad elbow and, and maybe by the time this post some of those quarterback questions might be answered in Arizona but wow I mean you know I, my eyes my eyebrows were raised earlier in the week when Jonathan Gannon wouldn't commit to Colt McCoy over Over uh, Clayton tune and then you trade for you trade for Josh Dobbs. That kind of tells the rest of the story, doesn't it?
0: Oh, it it Mm. definitely does. And, you know, kind of just to add to that, you know, you mentioned wild card. That's kind of where I see this team. Uh, I took the way I look at it is it took everything in the house to completely crumble. For McVay to have his first losing season.
2: Yeah. I mean, you had 12 different O line combinations the first 12 weeks. And that wasn't just because you're trying to find the right combination. Well, they were, but, you know, everyone kept breaking down. I mean, God bless Rob Havenstein. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. (laughs) Big Rob.
0: (laughs) Well, and and in addition to that, this is something I always bring up to people that say, you know, this team's going to be terrible. They're going to lose less, you know, they're going to lose a ton of games. And I say, I understand different pieces on the defense. Um, Unproven doesn't mean bad. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing also is that last year, obviously, Ramsey's gone. Wagner's gone. Floyd's gone. I get that. But last year, everyone acts like this team was awful. And that defense kept them in every single game going in the fourth quarter, except for the Chargers game. So, look, obviously, it's not that's not what we're aiming for. If you are, you know, the red trying to win championships and obviously trying to get the most of your, your bang for your buck with Stafford and Donald and cup before they all are gone. But this is not as bad of a team as I think people think. Uh, But at the same time, we don't know what this team is. And I think, you know, looking at the defense, one thing I'll take away, I just broke down the preseason game yesterday and it's just like, they have no pass rush and that is my biggest concern is that if you you know we could talk about the offensive line all we want but Andrew like you are calling these games you're seeing it no one is getting in there and so when I heard Byron Young's not gonna play I'm like well how are they gonna get to the quarterback I mean Kier Thomas will get his when the thirds are in but it's like Aside from Keir Thomas, there's not anybody off the edge getting. And yeah. it, it looks like Hoyt is in for a regress type of season, like where he doesn't he doesn't look like we saw him last year. I don't know if it's because he lost weight or whatever. But what are your thoughts on that? Because, uh, you know, I think they might have to go outside the organization to, to help at that spot.
2: Yeah, um, all of that. I'll say yes to it, it is a <laughs> legitimate concern. Um, as for Byron Young not playing last week, Mm -hmm. it's basically one of those, Hey, you know how Sean McVay runs the preseason. If I know you're going to be my guy, I know that Cam, you know, if I know that this guy's going to start, you ain't playing. And so that was like a tap on Byron Young's helmet. You've shown me enough. You're going to be that guy, right? You're going to step into Leonard Floyd's shoes and, and good luck. I tell you what, he, he looked good against Denver in practice. I mean, some of his, his, like, was he getting sacks? I mean, what's a sack in, in a joint practice? Um, he was disruptive, um, closing speed, uh, he's got it. Now, does that mean he's going to be a 10-sack guy? I don't know, but they feel comfortable that of the three edge players that they drafted, and obviously Mathis um, isn't ready to get on the field, he clearly has stood out. What what concerns me, and you mentioned Michael Hoyt, is that Michael Hoyt is the most experienced edge guy on this roster. And Michael Hoyt didn't play edge until, what, November of last year in the yeah. City game? I mean, I, I don't know that there is any team that has less experience at any position group in the NFL, like a legit, not a kicker punt, not a special in the position group, but like at a legitimate position group, this is the most inexperienced unit anywhere in the NFL. Anywhere. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot. Like Michael Hoyt's your most experienced guy. No, I like Michael Hoyt, love him a lot. He's got a great story. But you know you're you're relying on on those guys to get to the quarterback. Are they going to go find you know a veteran edge that gets waived? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe but, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those guys don't those guys don't get cut loose very often. Yeah, that's my concern. Um, I think the secondary will be okay. I think JJ coming back certainly helps. Quentin Lakeman has looked good. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks. I mean, he made plays some special teams last week. He looked good this week in Denver. Um, you know, his his season wasn't a total wash as a rookie, but obviously he didn't get healthy until later in the year. Um, you know, I, I think they're expecting big things from him, but you also got to stop the run. Um, yeah. And if if you're throwing the 71 yard run that got called back against the Chargers, they would have allowed 300. I think what's most concerning, you don't want to get too excited about preseason run defense. What's yeah. concerning is that some of the guys that were in there are guys that are going to be called upon to stop the run week one in Seattle. And that's what's a bit concerning. I know no game planning here. You're, you're playing vanilla. But that's got to get fixed.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm talking about, Andrew. Is like, of course, the preseason does not matter. But unless you're an undrafted guy, unless – you are the Rams, right? And a lot of your starters get hurt <laughs> in the beginning of the season. The guys we're seeing in preseason now is who we're going to see come the football season, come the regular season. So I think that's really important. And you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we, we, Jake and I talk about them being a sleeper team, not really in this division, but in the NFL in general. I know you mm-hmm. all are in Denver. You got Russell Wilson there. I know he's a former Seattle Seahawk, but um, I just want to ask you. Going to the week one, Seattle Seahawks, after this preseason game, what are you seeing for the rounds? How are you feeling? What does that look like? I know Aaron's not out there. I know some of the best players in the world are not out there yet, but how are we feeling going to week one?
2: Hey, listen, I, I I always feel good about a Sean McVay team week one. I, I think generally the history would back that up. Um, I, I think the track record against Pete Carroll – Obviously, the last couple of years up there, maybe not the same. But I, I, I always feel good about that game. Uh, but the Seahawks are going to run it right at you. Um, yeah. Trey, Trey Tomlinson on Tyler Lockett, I mean, that's going to be fun, yeah. certainly. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be Trey Tomlinson on DK Metcalf, I can tell you that. No, um, right, no. Although, you know, the Raiders took their shots with Devontae on him in practice that second day, and he stood up pretty well. He's a feisty yeah. you-know-what. Um, he's not going to back down to anybody. Uh, I think the big thing is, what does the Rams' offense look like? Um, What has Sean been working with uh, behind (laughs) the scenes? And what do they do week one up there? Um, Look, week one, Cam, you know this, is uh, anything can happen. Like, you think you know – but you don't know like the Steelers. Oh wow! The Steelers look amazing against the bills ones and against the Falcons threes. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's go week one and see what everyone actually looks like. Um, I feel good about them week one. Um, and I would love to say they're going to be one to know coming in for the home opener with, with the 49ers, but a uh, little too early to actually say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit Um, you know, I, <laughs> I think, you know, kind of pivoting I am back, wearing
2: team issued gear right now, by the way. So, you know, yeah, we'll be uh, fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pivoting back to, you know, we, we were going to talk about the offense line, so We'll do that now. Do it. Um, I think everyone is kind of wondering what the hell is going on with no boom. Um, sure. And, you know, I think that's a fair question because, you know, I, I'm sitting here. I mean, I love no I interviewed him at the senior bowl. I like no boom a lot. I like the pick. I like the signing. It hasn't worked out in the immediate, um, but Tremaine Ankrum, there's something there, I think at right guard. And sure. I think obviously they see it. How do you see? Cause we keep hearing the best five, right? That's, that's a quote that keeps going out there that they're not putting out the best five. Who do you think is the best five in your opinion? And is so- no in that?
2: i think no boom is in that truly um the issue with joe is it is an injury it's not like this this isn't like some hold-in contract issue like i know when he first missed practice last week there were people that went wait a minute is he unhappy being moved to guard is, is <laughs> No, there, there's nothing there's no funny business going on here he's he's got something um and they hope fingers crossed maybe he can come back next week i think the biggest issue is just here the timing and and how much time if Joel gets back next week, or maybe if it's another week, do you have to get him ready for week one at a position he's never played? He has started six games at left guard, right? Yeah. Remember, I mean, he was going to be with their apparent. He's played left tackle. He's played left guard, but he's never played right guard. Um, exactly. That is a transition. If, if AJ is going to be your left tackle, and if Vila is clearly going to be your left guard, and, I mean, take your pick at center. My gut tells me Coleman Shelton. And, obviously, you have Rob Havenstein locked in on the right side. If you think nope Boom is one of your best five, and they do, then that's fine. Put him at guard. But will he be ready for week one at a position he's never played at full speed in the NFL? And if he doesn't get back on the field in time, then you're going to go with Anker. I think Tremaine's had a good chance. I think Tremaine's played pretty well. I think Tremaine has played well enough to win that job. But they do believe No Boom is clearly one of the five most talented offensive linemen, and they want to put him there at right guard if he can get the reps and have the time to get ready. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wanted to jump in really quick. I know we're talking about the O line. Andrew, whenever you think about something like that, for me personally, if we're a defense, we're thinking about an offense and, hey, this guy's going to start at right guard for the first time. I'm calling mm-hmm. duck online one, right? We're gonna call sure. all our blitzes, all our stunts right there. We're gonna confuse them a bit. And I kinda wanna double click into the, the player aspect, right? The, the player component of just your life in general. Um, like I said, talking about O-line, I know you call it games with Andrew Woodworth. You call the last one, the Raiders game. So when you talk about O-line, I love your POV because you're getting a professional, you're getting someone who's played it at the Rams. So curious, how that dynamic, how is that process even bringing him along in his next journey as he's
2: as he retired? You know what's amazing I, I honestly he could he could do whatever the heck he wants he could run for president he could right he could be mayor andrew whitworth i mean he can do whatever the heck he wants it it's it's a pleasure to work with him it's an honor to work with him honestly um he he is so comfortable in the booth and he has such a great relationship um because those guys still go work out at his dojo right they still go work <laughs> out in the garage and, and he is still out there every day in practice um right with an all access pass and still able to stand there and and talk to guys between reps or go meet him in the weight room, grabbing a bottle of water before he heads home and say, Hey, you know, here's what I saw. So he's got great insight. And, um, he, you know, he shares that insight on the air. even little things like he loves Zach Thomas. I don't know if that came across in the broadcast the last two weeks, number 57, the guy they got off, off uh, waivers from Chicago last year. So, um, Wit's Whit, like a uh, coach slash analyst, almost like you know. Tori Holt, remember Tory's come back and and over the years kind of worked with the wide receivers at times. hasn't done it recently. And then when Tory's in the booth, he's like that coach slash analyst. Yeah. Um, and Wit has kind of slid into that role. Um, o line cam, you know, this is one of those positions where I, I look. I, I'm five foot seven and 145 pounds i sure as hell never played o-line so uh, I, I just soak in as much i can as, as much as i can learn from that six foot seven guy standing next to me nice
0: no that's that's awesome i love that perspective there um you know kind of looking at the rams this year going out getting guys like lafleur uh, getting new guys in there like a Demarcus Robinson and a Kella Witherspoon, who I'm actually really high on. I know a lot of people have given up on the guy, but he played, he had a really good season, you know, two seasons ago, dealt with hammy last year. Um, is there any new face on the Rams team that has impressed you and maybe isn't getting the publicity that they should be getting?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I, I would say that Kobe Turner was the early like week one darling in camp and then we we haven't called his name a lot since then i can tell you that they are still as high on him as they were back in the end of july even mm-hmm. though he he maybe hasn't had his name called as many times during the broadcast certainly i mentioned Quentin lake um ethan evans i mean like i'm <laughs> excited to see I, I laugh all you want about the division two punter um the guy is. Yeah, remember Corey Bajorquez a couple of uh, a couple of yeah. years ago in that final preseason game when he was when he was hitting the pylon with seventy five yard punts. Um, Ethan Evans might have a couple of those moments as well. Come Saturday night at fifty two hundred feet of altitude. Um, on the offensive side, um, it's hard to argue with what Davis Allen did in his first game. I mentioned Zach Thomas. Um, they love uh, as high as Sean was on Kyron. Late in the preseason last year, even though it never really happened, um, I think he is is equally high on Kyron Williams this year as well. And um, let's give Ronnie Rivers some yeah. love. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how many backs they are going to keep, and and maybe the logjam at wide receiver on the back end might factor there. Um, how many tight ends they keep might factor there as well. But I think Ronnie Rivers has. Done enough to earn a spot on this team.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Returning the ball really well. And that's one thing, Andrew, as you know, to make the team, that's how I made the team. Sometimes you're going to mm-hmm. wash the dishes. You got to wash the dishes. You got to yeah. do the toughest stuff. And returning kicks might be one of the more tougher jobs in football because you're getting grown men running at you 100 miles an hour and you're running the other way. So that's,
2: that's like, you know what, Cam? I think it's going to be fascinating at, at cutdown day this year with the new um, touchback rule. How much emphasis teams put on returners, right? Like, unless you have a game breaker, right? Unless you have a guy back there that you know has a chance to take it to the house once or twice a year. Like, are you just going to tell your other returners that, hey, if if for some reason they don't boot it out of the back of the end zone and you're going to field it on the two, just take a knee, man. Just bring it out to the twenty-five. Now, no one's done that in the preseason. We had we had it happen once last week in our game. But come regular season time, is that gonna change? And and what value do teams put on the return man at cut down time? I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Wow. Wow. And coverage is coverage is different, right? Yeah. Because because you still gotta cover puns but kickoffs i don't know yeah
1: and, it, and it's kind of sad for undrafted guys because that's that's yeah. a chance to get it right that's a chance to make the team and you know i know we're winding down a little bit here andrew so don't want to keep you too long but okay. i did want to i did want to ask i know you can't um talk about you know your aaron donald and your Sean McVay like you want to right like hey these guys are you know legacy people but I just, from what you see, what I want to share with the fans, if you can share with the fans, kind of like just their legacy and what it's meant to you. I know you've been here at the Rams since 2011. So just kind of that change and what they brought to the program.
2: Um, they're both great people. You know that. Um, they both are the hardest working guy at their position. Well, I mean, look, every coach will tell you they, they get five hours sleep a night and they sleep <laughs> on the couch and all that. Um, you've seen <laughs> Sean's energy. And and you've seen um, the level of excellence that he demands from everyone. Um, playing on a defense with Aaron Donald, man, I mean, there is he, there is nobody like him. Nobody. He is one of one. And I know people say, well, maybe Micah Parsons has a little of the, little of that in him. Um, Wit has even said that as well. Those guys are not only, you know, the best at their position, and Aaron obviously is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, he's the best defensive player of his generation, but those guys demand such a level of excellence, and they do so with their work ethic that, I mean, Cam, I'm fascinated by, like, what you think of the guy, because, like, there are, I was very lucky as a very young reporter in Chicago to cover the last two Bulls championships when Michael Jordan was there, and they're, there was this – I almost felt like the other players in the locker room didn't want to be known as the players that, like, dropped the ball for Michael Jordan, figuratively speaking. Like, I don't want to be the guy that somehow ruins that guy's legacy by not playing up to my standard. Almost like I was intimidated into greatness by how hard (laughs) that guy was working and how good that guy was. And yeah. Aaron has that quality. Um, and very, very, very few people have that quality.
1: Yeah, thanks Thanks for sharing that. I'm gonna pass it to Jake before we close out. But I wanna share this with you. You asked how I felt about it and get a little PTSD as we talk about it, right? So Greg Williams was our defensive coordinator at the time. And we would do walkthroughs, right? We would do walkthroughs. And look, guess who the only person that's going full speed and walkthroughs, not foot wise, but hand strength punch. Mm-hmm. It was Aaron Donald. So me and Bryce Hager, we would do the center and guard. i will be the guard, he'd be the center, and I wear that green hat, right? We show, we show, you know, show, show offense, and Aaron would hit us with that punch rip, and it was real. Walkthrough was so real, and a lot of times Greg would say, "Hey, Aaron's there. Show him the right look because we need him to be ready to go for the game." And so you talk about being. Kind of, kind of intimidates to be great. That was us. Me and Bryce were like, "All right, dude. Like, we're on the same page because Aaron's gonna crush us, but we have to be in the right spot to be crushed by Aaron." So yeah, yeah
2: it, totally, it, it, it he two quick things. Last week, there were uh, they were doing individuals before before they got going to the Raiders, and they are working on the sled. and And Aaron took the first rep, and Eric Henderson pulled him over and said something about like pad level. I don't know what it was. And Aaron, you can see the look on Aaron's face, like really. And so they went through the whole cycle and then before, horn blew but before they moved on aaron got down there and murdered that fled for one last rep right before they moved on <laughs> um and then real quick on greg williams i remember a couple of years ago he was in cleveland and we were doing a show for nfl network and we we're in a commercial and he walked by and he like leaned over and he said Man, this group, he's talking about the Browns, like, this group is great. And he's got Miles Garrett, obviously. He's like, this is as talented a group as I've ever been around. Like, he, he's off air, is trying to pump up the Browns. And I lean back and I go, oh, is Aaron Donald here? <laughs> 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 like, <All right>. really?
1: <laughs> like, that is yeah, one he, of the most overused
2: like,
0: yeah. phrases. Oh, this is the, one of the most talented groups I've ever been around. Or no, he I didn't mean, say
2: one of. He said the most talented. Oh, he group said ever the around. most. Like, oh. Yeah, whatever it was. And I'm like, is Aaron Donald here? And it's like, no. oh <laughs> my
1: games. god, He's, he doesn't play games. <laughs> no,
0: good lord, I mean, whatever. Well, that guy. <laughs> Andrew, this has been a blast, man. We'll, we'll definitely have to have you back if your schedule permits it. Yeah, definitely, it, guys. Let's do it. It's a lot of fun, but. We're going to let you go uh, land we'll the show here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Believe in Rams Andrew Siliano. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cam Lynch, and this has been Believe in Rams. See you
1: guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.